My dear listeners, I hope today is going amazing for you. Join me on my podcast as I share stories of people just like you who made bold decisions in their lives and in turn, they live their dreams. As they say, it's up to you to make it happen. This show is sponsored by BioMental, all natural nutritional supplements for your daily needs. Always stay healthy, strong and focused, and the rest will follow. To learn more, go to biomental.org. Hello everyone, today we're meeting Andre Paradis. He is a speaker, an author, a relationship and NLP coach. Hello Andre, thank you for joining us today. Good morning Anna. You're in New York City and Los Angeles, both extremes. Let's have some fun. Let's have fun. And let's start a conversation by diving into your personal journey of becoming mm. the person you are today. What led you to discover your true passion in life? How did it start for you? Oh, my God. That's who I want to try to make it a short story because it's not a short story just because there's different folds. But in a nutshell, you know, I was born in Canada. I was born in a family of five kids. Uh, I'm number four. And I discovered this is just really strange. I can't explain that to you. But at the age of five, when, you know, my thinking kind of connected with my feelings, right? Because before that, you're just reactive. So when I could manage to understand what was happening in my, in my life, per what I could I could feel, when they, these two come together, I realized at the age of five that I somehow was born in the wrong family. These are not my people. They don't like me. I don't fit in here. I don't belong here. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Very strange. Very strange. It's very scary as a five-year-old. And then for the moment on, I kind of felt like, I was going to have to take care of myself, raise myself, just manage myself. Like I was on my own. Like these people, I didn't fit in here. So how is that possible? Right. It's so strange. <laughs> but that became what happened in that moment is like my awareness became like my radar really turned outward and started watching the world. I started watching people and I started to understand how that's possible. Like, how is that possible? How can you be born? In the wrong, how can you be born in the wrong family? Like, but it, it was palatable. It was factual. Like, this is really what it was. So I watched everyone. I watched the world. I, you know, I was a kid that was in the corner watching everyone all the time. I was the awkward kid, shy. I always had a friend. So I, was a complete, not, I wasn't a complete weirdo, but I was definitely on the outside, on the mm -hmm. outside watching. With that, I became fascinated with the human condition. Fascinating. Like, how does somebody turn on like this? How does somebody turn on like this? Why is this guy cool? He's got swag. All the girls like him. This guy, like me, doesn't fit in watching people, watching adults, watching kids, watching. So I became really highly attuned in people's energy just from doing that. Like just, I can now pick people's energy up just looking at them. Okay. It's like that radar is kind of, so that's interesting. And that's become a very good big part of my work as a, and as a coach, I could sense what's happening with you without you saying it. It's weird, but it works. It's, it's just, we all have the ability by the way. Anyway, so that's how it started. Second phase, you know, I went to a private high school and ended up being asked by a young woman to join her as a as a partner for ballroom dancing for physical education. Mm -hmm. Never danced a day in my life. I'm 16 years old. I'm a, the awkward kid. <laughs> so she asked me, she goes, please, please, because we have to join as a couple. Would you want to dance with me? I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's this big, right? <laughs> Cute. Like, well, yeah, duh. <laughs> so a week later when we started class this is a funny discovery and kind of magical and a gift of god that i remember holding her in my arms the teacher mm -hmm. on my right and as he started teaching us i think the first thing we thought we learned was a cha-cha everything he did i could just do it like instantly copy it like just i could just do it it's like i like it's almost like i already knew this i just was being reminded um uh -huh. Okay, this is a surprise. That was the kid who's awkward, shy, invisible, you know, had no talent seemingly, right? <laughs> Just watching people. All of a sudden, I have this ability, like crazy ability. And so within a period of four months, I go from invisible dork to the star. 
of the class, the star of the class, right? Like now assisted the, the teacher, all the girls want to dance with me. I'm no longer invisible. I'm like, so complete turnaround in circumstances. And, and it's the only thing I wanted to do. I was a miserable kid. And you understand that when you put music, the vibrations of music, and you connect them to the vibration of your body, right? When they come together, it moves your soul. It just it just moves your spirit. It lifts your spirit. It's, there's an energy to that, right? Like singers are very aware of this. You've, you've seen singers on stage hit that note and they start crying. Like there's a vibrational that's godly when you blend them together. So I think I smiled the first time in my life in that class. And that's all I wanted to do. It lifted my, it made me, it gave me a will, the will to live. Honestly, it just inspired me to like, just stay alive. Anyway, so I kept dancing. I kept dancing, I kept dancing, and decided that was going to be my life, my life's path. I was going to dance because that's all I wanted to do. I didn't care about anything else. Um, fast forward, I made my way out of Canada all the way to Los Angeles. I became a professional. I, this was ballroom dancing, but I became a, prof a professional jazz dancer, like commercial jazz dancer, music videos, television <laughs> commercials, all that stuff. What you see on TV. I ended up working. I was blessed. I never trained. I never paid for my training. I kept getting a scholarship after scholarship after scholarship, which is really bizarre. Um, <laughs> I just went with it. It was, you know, and I, I made it all the way to Michael Jackson. I worked with Michael Jackson. I worked with Prince. I worked with Paul Abdul. I worked with Bill Iglesias. I traveled the world. I was I traveled the world, danced, performed, taught, you know, produce a show in Thailand. I was in Thailand for four months producing for the pop star like our janet jackson at the time there i produced a concert and choreographed the whole thing and crazy life amazing life dancing right and to my parents dismay you know how are you gonna make money of this i made it all the way to the one percent who make a living at their art okay fantastic but my life was always also about understanding life understanding people understanding me so since have since the age of 23 i was always into personal development Workshops, 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 workshop, money workshops, business workshop, you know, get your life together workshop, whatever, like what's wrong with me workshop, <laughs> like all the stuff that I didn't know because I was curious about. I wanted everything. I wanted everything. And so I had to go fight for it. My friends used to think it was really strange because they want to go to the beach and I go, no, I'm in a workshop this weekend. And like, you know, they were like, the hell's wrong with you? I'm like, yeah, you just go on the beach. I'll be learning some stuff. Anyway, 2006, I'm in Los Angeles. I actually flew to Northern California for a business workshop. Mm -hmm. I had a different business at the time. <clears throat> and in, in, that, in that workshop, three-day workshop, I met this couple. So on the flight back to Los Angeles, we're sitting in the same row, which I thought was random. Not so much. <laughs> Changed my mm -hmm. whole life. The lady says to me, what are you doing next weekend? And I go, I'm free next weekend. I'm, I'm not working. She goes, do you want to come to a workshop? It's on me. I'm like, of course. <laughs> I'm the workshop head because these things can be expensive. I spend a lot of money on these events, right? So it's on me, she says. So I mean, of course. And then I go, what's the workshop? She says, oh, it's called Understanding Women. Wow. Okay. Right? <laughs> Is there such a thing as Understanding Women was my first thought. Now, at the time I was married, my wife's a ballerina. We'd met when I was dancing, teaching. And we have two little kids, a little, like a toddler and a four-year-old. So, and we're doing fine. I'm not looking for this stuff. I'm I'm really just not, we're doing great. But I said I was going to go. So I went and in that workshop, I think I fell off. I slipped off my chair, I think seven times. Wow. I realized I knew nothing about women, uh, not even a little bit. And as an artist, right, as a guy who's had an ease with that, not a thing it blew my mind but the scariest thing is not only that i knew nothing about women i realized that meant i know nothing about my wife now my brothers and sisters all married and divorced three times four times right i have my angel i have my girl i have my wife i'm like this this is my baby i'm not gonna mess this up not knowing just by you know what i mean that's my brain again oh gotta know everything so the idea that i was i could actually mess us up just because I didn't know was insane. So, of course, Mr. Workshop, I jumped in the company's curriculum. I took all their workshops. And then it became, I became, I started assisting all their workshops just to integrate the work and the knowledge. And next thing you know, 
I'm a workshop leader for the company because I'm a teacher, right? It's so just kind of natural flow. And uh, that was the beginning of this career of mine after dancing where I just for the sake of us, I want us to be okay. But it became literally an avalanche of, I chased that like, like I was, I was so curious. I was so, it was so fast. There's so many layers, right? Relationship dynamics, men, women, chemistry, anthropology, like you know the psychology of it. The the ah, right? The communication part of it. I, I just went crazy. So next, you know, I I work with masters, five masters in the field. Um, the people that I wish under which I train: Esther Perel, uh, Dr. Pat Allen, uh, Shanti Felhan. Um, Dr. Pat Allen Los Angeles, she's a marriage, family, child um, therapist for 48 years. I sat with her for three and a half years, literally like side by side, taught me everything that she learned in 40. It was crazy stuff. It was amazing. So that's my brain. And so what happened is organically, people started asking me questions. People always, you know, so it's, that was the beginning of my business. 2009, I, I created Project Equinox. And I'm now full time. This is not a hobby. This is my business. This is my life. This is our this is how I pay my mortgage and, and the cars. It's it's being a relationship coach. And I coach men and women into how to build healthy, loving, long-term relationships. By the way, it's not a gender thing because it's the same thing with men, men, women, women. So it's wow. universal how it works. It's fascinating. It's all based in nature and science, chemistry and psychology as well. But in itself, it's incredibly um, – when you decode the thing – it's very easy to fix. It's very easy to manage. It's very easy to to do, except what's in our culture is actually making it much more difficult and it's very confusing. So anyway, that's how I got to be here. Cool. Wow. Sorry. Long yeah. story. That's beautiful. Your journey of becoming the person that you are today took you on a different stages of your life. I all started with this professional dancing. Mm -hmm career and i think that was like the awakening of your soul and you started feeling alive and you went for what really you love doing right and eventually you discovered something bigger something that will serve other people as well and with your knowledge expertise skills you could now make a living doing something you love and a lot of people you know struggling to find that type of passion and also uh you mentioned how many divorces we have right in our days it's just incredible i don't know what even the percentage is but a lot of times we find ourselves in the beginning of relationship everything is beautiful and we're just like on a seven cloud you know yep connecting bonding and all of a sudden all you know something's going south something is going bad and uh we trying to like kind of like defend ourselves defend our needs and we always feel not understood but the other party involved and um again like every situation is different but in the end i feel the the reason for uh, breaking up or divorcing is mostly the lack of communication. And I feel it's just the foundation of really understanding your partner, understanding the needs of your partner and, uh, and talking about what is it that, that you are looking for? What is it that, how you feeling, right? We're yeah. not really like, uh, we we don't accept as a priority to um to really mention our mental well-being our uh like feelings and emotions we don't open up on a regular basis we feel like another another person may be judges or don't understand what we're going through but especially if that's a person which is very close to you your partner i think it's essential to share that i think uh this is what comes to being like vulnerable right like <laughs> amen <laughs> this um 
vulnerability a lot of people look at it as a weakness right expose myself to the point where what if i'm gonna be judged what if like we have this scenario in our mind that we're not gonna be accepted and that's very um i think it's counterintuitive how it should be done that's why i want your thoughts on that what is the foundation of building the um uh the healthy relationship the communication basis for what is about to come well the biggest thing in my world is is not understanding each other again within a culture is equality right equality is everywhere equal rights equal pay equal opportunity of course that's not that's a no-brainer but that kind of transgress into the thinking that men and women should be the same mm-hmm. for a man to be a good man he has to be sweet sensitive talkative vulnerable that's not a man that's a girl Right, that's your girlfriend. So the idea that men have to be that to be valuable, to be good men, right? To not be toxic, that's crap. That's not it at all. Because a man who's like this actually lacks masculinity and has at, and lacks an ability to um to, sort of self-correct, first of all, but also to manage his emotion and do the right thing, regardless of how he feels, right? The mas- masculine paradigm is a fan- fantastic um guideline into what it's not masculinity that's toxic it's men without masculinity that are toxic because they can't control their emotions which is when masculine is naturally so to to ask of men to act more like women in the name of this is going to be better less dangerous is exactly the exact opposite the dangerous ones are the feminine ones the ones who can't control their emotions the ones who don't have power so they they lean in and are very destructive because masculinity protects women, children, anything mm-hmm. that's weak, right? Instinctively, naturally. So it's so the idea of you know softening men for the sake of protection is, is, is safer for women. It's the exact opposite. So that's a false, a very dangerous thinking, right? When you shame men out of their masculinity, they don't become safer. They become more toxic. So. That's a problem in our culture. And what happens on the other side, we, we decide that women need to be strong, independent, and, and powerful at all costs, act like men more than like, like women. So we've, we flip the script. We flip, you know, we flip the script completely on people. And that doesn't work because, again, there's a cost, there's a price to pay when you get you know, everything I teach, by the way, everything, everything I talk about is based in nature and science and psychology. It's not my opinion. It's just the work. It's what works best. So when women are masculine, they actually are not able to create healthy bond with masculine men because they're fighting, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a lot of what happens in our culture. Men are shamed out of being masculine. Women are made masculine. And then we think, again, the idea of equality in that, equality, equalize the playing field. It's okay for money, honestly. For money in business, it works. But in the realm of love, it's a kiss of death. It's absolute kiss of death. So it doesn't work. So we have to reframe what works better. Again, nature, masculine mm-hmm. and feminine dance, right? My entire life, like as I explained, I come from a background of dancing. So if you look behind me, this is my wife and I, ballroom dancing, yeah. right? So this is what I teach, right? This is partnership. This is men and women coming together. Men, men, women, 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 it's all the same thing. But this is partnership. This has to be learned. Just like a ballroom couple, like this doesn't just happen, right? Like you don't get on the dance floor and look at each other and go, that's ballroom dance. Like, well, somebody has to teach you, right? <laughs> like, like somebody has to teach you, like, which is your part, which is my part. How do we come together organically? Because you know this, if you've seen a ballroom couple slide and glide across the floor, it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen, right? The two people who independently are their own people come together to create the new the new um, entity called the couple. So it's two becoming one. That requires a lot of timing, learning, you know what I mean? Movement, communication that isn't even verbal, communication with the fingers and the hands. This is my whole life. A ballroom couple, right? A ballroom couple, when they're, they're glide across, the floor, they're not talking. But they're complete. There's a dance, literally. So relationships are a dance. Life, everything in life, every relationship you have with people, men and women, is a dance. There's a yin yang. There's an exchange. So how do you dance in the world as a businesswoman, as a friend, as a family member, as as a wife? How do you dance with your husband? And there's a way. You know, if you're gonna be the masculine, but he's the masculine, you're not dancing anywhere. You're colliding. You're fighting. 
if he's too feminine and you're feminine, nothing's happening. You just look at each other. There's no dance. Mm -hmm. So we need the, what nature calls the yin-yang, the masculine and feminine, right? The polarity is essential for the magnets to come together, create this new buzz that is called the dance. So this has to be learned, right? Well, ballroom dancers train for five, six, seven, ten years to glide the way they do. Same thing in relationships. We don't, we, you know, we think we should just be able to do this, but what it requires has to be learned. What it requires has to be learned, has to be practiced. In the beginning, it's awkward, which we step on each other's toes, we bang our knees together, we bump heads, right? Like all that, just like a relationship. Like, you know, and how do you communicate? How do you negotiate? How do you, you talk about vulnerability, right? Like when I dance with my wife, she has to be vulnerable to my leadership. Mm-hmm. And I have to earn that vulnerability. So she has to trust, the same as relationship, she has to trust that I'm not going to hurt her. Because actually, I could overdrive her. I could oversteer her. I could like overlead her. I could crank her shoulder. right? I could hurt her mm-hmm. if I'm too much of a bully. So this is not a dictatorship. It's respectful, you know, a, a sensitive leadership for her to be comfortable that I'm not going to get hurt. She's not going to get hurt. She's not going to get spun into a wall or a table or another couple that she could actually let go in mm-hmm. my arms, right? Be vulnerable to my leadership, right? That she can relax into that, you know? By the way, she's not passive. She's doing everything I'm doing backwards in high heels and a dress. It's not, she's not passive, right? Mm-hmm. But we're complimentary. We come together. She holds her frame, you know, to hear my communication and together off we go. And I take the lead. I love taking the lead and the masculine you know, I'm the masculine energy. I love taking the lead and take her, taking her on the adventure on the dance floor. She gets to let go, trusting that she's not going to get hurt, just like a relationship, that I know what I'm doing, that I got it, right? And that she she shines feminine energy, right? She radiates. She gets to smile. She gets to squeal a little bit. I still make my wife squeal because I surprise her, <laughs> right? And the point is, by the way, energetically, it's a beautiful like nobody's looking at me. They're all looking at her because she's happy, smiling, shiny, feminine, radiant, blah, 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 blah. That's a relationship. That's what I teach. So the metaphors are fantastic. Woo. Oh, for me, it's not just a metaphor. I've been dancing tango for the last like, ah! no, I, I, You understand? <laughs> yeah, when I'm dancing with the you know advanced leader, the man is no know what he's doing. I can just relax into the dance and just let it go and be really like in a different dimension. I would say, I'll just feel ecstatic. I would yep. just feel this energy that, you know, you forget about everything, yep. no worries. You just like elated, you know, and that's beautiful. And that exchange of energy and the dynamic, I think we can see that in relationship, uh, the healthy relationship when, women learn how to really trust and uh, let go and knowing that you know a, a strong masculine presence is there and they can now be in their feminine energy but a wow. lot of uh, you know i feel like men they don't create that um environment for women to open up to be vulnerable to be uh to trust them really and i think it's uh what you just mentioned that uh, they can control their emotions in a way that they stable they grounded they unshakable so because women feel that oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah they protect themselves and they like you know they kind of create that wall, that boundary, you know? And I don't know uh, if they're like, I don't know, advice or like, how can uh, men find their masculine and or like practice something that they could be more in control of their emotions and to really like uh, make women feel more protected yeah, I mean, it's very simple. I do a lot of men's work as well. I do mentoring work with men, men only. For that exact reason, men don't know how to be anymore. They don't want to be toxic. They don't want to be scary. They don't want to be everything that we, you know the culture says. Men are dangerous. They're cheaters. They're toxic. Masculinity. What the hell? What the hell, right? So this is the problem. Men don't know what to be. They don't want to be that. Most of us are good guys, but they don't know how to operate. They've been shamed out of being masculine. So 
the rehabilitation of man in this is this culture of of shut up and don't be a man is is ridiculous. So to rehabilitate them, basically, we we you know we help them, encourage them to step into their fear, step into their life, step into the you know build something, push something, discipline themselves in something that is difficult to build their character, to build a business, to build a world, to build a life, to build whatever the hell they want to build. But it has to be something hard and challenging because it's only in things that are easy coming, you, nobody appreciates, right? When stuff is too easy. So men have to challenge themselves and become something that they can attain a sense of self-respect that they push through, that they discipline themselves, they build their character, which builds their confidence. And now they're capable in producing, making producing results in the world. These are the men who want wives and kids, because they act, they're at cause of their own lives. So they, to, I, the work that we do is help men step back and to be masculine and not being afraid and to be toxic. And and so they they've learned to not lean in and to be masculine. So they go, they go with women and they go out with women. They say, so where do you want to go for dinner? So where do you want to go? What time do you want to go? Right. They're they're putting women in the masculine energy by asking what they want, as opposed to making a plan. Right. And asserting themselves. They go, let's do this, 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 this. How do you feel about my plan? So that way the woman can adjust. And this is how, so, that's how you lean in. So men, I we learn to teach men to step back into their masculine as opposed to being afraid of it and or shamed out of it, you know, and be the container, be the strength, be the solid rock in for women that makes women feel safe and relaxed into the feminine. So when a man is a man and is masculine in his in his authentic, healthy, grounded masculine, women automatically slip into the feminine. And all of a sudden, there's nothing to manage from her side because he got it, right? She feels safe, just like in the dance. She could let go. You could take her where, you know, in a little adventure, on a date, on a whatever, on a journey, you know. And then she gets to, like, relax into her feminine where she's the most comfortable. There's nothing to manage. There's nothing to think. There's nothing to do. She could just be a girl. She could just be feminine. But again, in a culture, women are afraid, you know, they're, they're because of what's everything they're talking about, men and masculinity, women are afraid of men, women are afraid of being controlled, men are afraid of, you know, getting caught up, being dumped, they're afraid of falling in love, they're afraid of getting their heart broken, they're afraid. So if you don't, you don't trust men, if you don't know how to be vulnerable back to this and take the risk and get to find out if he's a good guy, Right, if you're too guarded, you can't let go. You can't relax. There will be no relationship. It will be this like I call it. Instead of bone dancing, it'll be like club dancing. You'll be side by side, front, you know, facing each other, never really going into, you know, truly committed or taking a chance. And then in, in the end, basically, everybody's waiting for the other one to see how long this is gonna last. And then we split off, right? We live together. We don't get married. We don't, you know, we don't do, you know, we don't mix bank accounts. We just stay independent within the idea of a relationship. But that doesn't create anything. But, a, you know, you turn around in a dance or in a club and you're dancing with somebody else. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is not building anything. This is not. And you know this and everyone knows this. You know, everything that's worth anything has a lot of risk involved. Every businessman knows this. You take some big risk, it could break us, or we could become millionaires, right? Like you have to be willing to take the risk in order to get the rewards. But people are so afraid. Women are afraid of men because blah 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 blah. Everything the culture says, and it's it's ridiculous. It's crap. And if you make half the planet dangerous, how is any of this going to work? Right. Period. So it, we have to reframe this whole thing. And men are not dangerous. Masculinity is not toxic. Men naturally have a, a, and men instinctively want to provide, protect, cherish, and give to women. Mm -hmm. This is instinct, right? Women need to be protected, provided for, feeling safe, you know. Yes. This So this should work, right? This should work, but you have to, you can't make each other wrong. Mm -hmm. So when you keep men make wrong for who they are, they don't show up. You don't see them and you never feel safe. And sure enough. It's scary out there. It's really scary because nobody's coming to protect you, right? So 
like we have to reframe this whole thing. This is not working. This is actually destroying everything, destroying relationship, which is destroying families. And just, you know, when families fall apart, children aren't able to create healthy bonds as adults, which means they can't have healthy relationships. And then ultimately it destroys society and culture in the world. So this whole thing is destroying culture. My job is to undo this <laughs> with the help of God and you and the disruptors who like allow me to speak this stuff. And you, I'm sure you have the same viewpoints in a lot of ways. Like, wake the people up. There is a way to do this. There is hope. It is doable, right? It's not hopeless. Yeah. Not at all. It's all very easy with my clients on the other side of the the program. They're like, oh, my God, I get it. It's so easy. Just nobody taught us. I go, I know. It's not your fault. But there's a way. You could learn all this. It's like, you know, anyway. Sorry, I could I go on and on. No, it's, uh, it's great to learn because I think there is a lack of knowledge in that area. And that's how we are, um, like you said, we're not taking risk. We're not even giving ourselves a chance to build a healthy relationship. But I also believe everything starts within ourselves first. If Absolutely. we build the relationship with ourselves that is healthy, that is you know, free of any type of um, limiting beliefs, right? Because it could also then, you know, you can bring it to the relationship as well. Sometimes we see the abuse or like narcissistic type of partners. Yep. A lot of people are afraid of that, afraid of hurting themselves, or they could be the one hurting another person unconsciously, right? right, right. So it all starts within us, don't you think? No, I mean, that's the first thing I do with my clients. The first thing, like I always say, I can't get you in a healthy relationship until we clean up your baggage of your past. Mm -hmm. And it's typically in childhood, five, six, seven, eight years old, the formative years between five and 11, we all get our ass kicked by life, by our parents, abuse, neglect, abandonment issues. Some people have all three of them. Some people have sexual abuse on top of it. Like there's incredible things that happens to all of us as little people. And in those moments, we make decisions about people, the world, life, and ourselves. These are broken, right, dynamics, and that becomes what we believe is, right, the vision of the world, right? It's just, it's not your, the reality, it's your reality. We all have our own sense of our reality, the lenses to which we see the world per our upbringing and the injuries of our past. That has to be cleaned up completely before we can even get into healthy things, so if you're a broken feminine, we have to unbrokeate, right? Same with the masculine, broken masculinity, men who are feminized or feminine can't find their mojo, that broken masculinity. So you you have to start. So the first thing I do is with NLP, NLP work, I clean up your baggage and then get yourself kind of free from the baggage of your past, understanding exactly what it was and how it turned you into being protected or protective of yourself, being afraid of the world, be afraid of relationship, be afraid of getting hurt because you're not good enough, you're not worthy, you're not lovable, right? Whatever's in your head. And most of these phrases in our heads we forgot, which is they're just recorded in our subconscious and they drive us. So when your subconscious is driving you and you think you make choices, but really you're just repeating what you know because that's what we do as humans. We don't make choices. We repeat what we know. So if you feel that you're not lovable, guess what? You're going to keep attracting men who will make you feel unlovable. If you think you know, women are toxic and narcissistic and dangerous as a man, like as your mother was, you're going to find women who are narcissistic, dangerous, and disrespectful. And you'll see, and you go, see, they're all the same. See, they're all, like each relationship creates the same result. That's you. So that has to be cleaned up, right? So back to the healthy feminine, there's, there's, there's a... Like the healthy feminine has a sense of safety within herself, right? She's not so needy of safety that she's literally kind of like magnetizing too much neediness. Where you know, there's there's just, the hook is nobody could ever feel that need. She has to have it within herself, right? And the same with men in a sense of self that he can't he can't count on a woman to make him feel complete. Do you know what I mean? Because that's a, that's the both both of these are injuries. So as a woman, if you could find your center, find your balance with your femininity, a sense of self, and feeling safe in that you are strong and confident on your own, 
you know, that you're you're complete and whole, both the yin yang of your because we both have masculine and feminine. When you actually have that organically put in place, healthy, same with man, relationships are easy. It's easy to bond with others, right? You'll attract similar, right? You'll detract literally the ones who aren't good for you. It is a whole different reality. And just by cleaning up your work, your side, you're then able to create healthy dynamics. I do it every every day. It's what I do. Like something you don't know is also officiate. I'm, a, I, I'm an ordained minister. So some of my couples, I marry them myself. I did two this summer. So, like, this is all very simple. It's simple. It's a little bit of work, but in itself, it's rather simple when you put it all together. When you understand the dance, when you understand the dynamic, when you understand what polarize us together and how fulfilling it is to let a man bring his part as a woman brings her part, right? What she brings, what my wife brings to my life is the part that I don't have. What I bring to her life is a part she doesn't have. And together we create a beautiful dance. When you get how that works, it's really not, it's not hard. It's a little, there's some learning, there's a learning curve, right? But in itself, it's like, so yeah, the, the biggest honor in my world, my world you know, is to marry, you know, work with somebody, you know, like the one that I married in Texas uh, this summer, was a masculine woman who had been abused and all this stuff, and she was guarded and could not trust, could not trust. So she attracted boys, right? Not men, boys who would take from her, take from her, take from her. She was the man. He was the. She attracted girls with penises, right? And was constantly just feeling unsafe and taken advantage of. Dismantled this whole thing, right? And then kind of got herself centered, like I just said, right? We clean up her back. And all from that place, understanding men, understanding how men date, understanding how men behave, understanding how men are motivated, what they do, what we do, what we do, what makes a man commit, what makes a man go on one knee, like all that. You don't know. Nobody knows these things. And men can explain it, right? So she'd clean up, learn, ended up in her feminine, attracting men all of a sudden, right? And do, 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 do. and so for me, like to go, I flew to Texas. I never met her face to face because we work on Zoom. But I fly to Texas. I meet her and her fiance, and I'm the one who says, "Do you take this woman? Do you take this man? Come on!" I mean, the ultimate, the ultimate honor. And it's not that hard. It's just nobody knows how to do it. No, what's you know, culture is not teaching people how to do this. It teaches people how to come apart and blame each other. That has to stop. Oh, I'm sorry. I just went off. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. this is, if we also think about that, it's not only for ourselves, but a future generation to come. You want to set an example of what is normal, what is healthy. So this is how children learn by looking at you. They see, they feel you. They know if you're happy or not without mm -hmm. even saying a word. And with you establishing <clears throat> this type of example for your kids, this is how you break generational trauma, you know? So we're talking not only <clears throat> bringing yourself a better quality of life, but also for your children, grandchildren. Yeah. I mean, it's generational, seriously. And what's happening right now is destroying the possibility of generational, you know, well-being. I want to say this. There's a lot of statistics on this. I'm a geek. I research everything. So I have statistics all the, uh, out the nose. But like we, this is factual. Both men and women in the world are healthier, live longer, happier, make more money, more creative, lifestyle. Everything is better when they're in a healthy relationship. It's the one thing that drives our lives to the better side. People who are successful, who can't attain love relationships, who can't make that work, feel like failures. It's the number one teller of the quality of your life for both men and women. That's why we're all chasing it. It's natural. It's instinctual. We all want to be in relationships. We're made to be pair bonded. We're made to dance like this. <laughs> but everything in our culture says, you know, he's wrong and she's wrong, right? And he's got to be like this. He's got to be like this. And if it's not easy, that's the wrong person. Bullshit. Excuse my French. <laughs> it's funny because it's interesting because people think as long as it's smooth, this is the right person. That's not even how it works, by the way. It's, you know, it's. Because we're different, we're way different. Like Mars and Venus is not even close. It's two different galaxies. Oh, nice. So let's start there, right? It's the idea that we're the same and men should be more like a woman. No, no, no. Understand the differences. Understand they're made to complement. 
you know what I mean? That's the magic. But get this, there's going to be <laughs> conflict. If you if you get in a relationship with anybody, even at work, right? But if you're going to be in a love dynamic with a man, if you're a woman and vice versa, but even man on man and women on woman, you get involved emotionally with somebody, there'll be conflict, there'll be hurt feelings, there'll be there'll be expectations that you don't we don't talk about that aren't met, and we get we do make assumption and we get hurt and we get upset, right? So that is normal. Right, people think that if there's, it has to be no conflict. But it's not. It's in the conflict resolution that you create a solid bond. It's when things go wrong, but you can calmly say, you know, babe, when you did this, this is what happened to me. It made me feel really badly. Is that what you meant? Mm -hmm. Right. This is when you respectfully can approach somebody. So when that happened, it made me feel like this. It was I didn't like it. Please help me understand. Right. So mm -hmm. when you can approach, when you when you both have each other's back, when you both are, are looking to be winning at this relationship, that you approach each other respectfully and know how to bring problems up without fighting, right? Mm -hmm. This is in the in the it's in the problem it's in in the in the resolution of problems that you kind of get tighter. It's after things have been fixed, after something went bad, and you both managed to work it out and talk it through and you come to a resolution, there you go, oh, because now this person is safe to be in a relationship with because they know they're on your side. They both want us to win. And so we will find a solution. We will talk about it like adults and not scream and yell and blame each other. We just bring it up. And then two, and so it's in every resolution that you get tighter and tighter and tighter. That's the point. So it's not the lack of trouble. is how you manage your troubles and the discussions that are difficult and things that happen. So much so that if you see this, like older couples who have been together 40, 50, 60 years, they're so bonded, they're so intertwined that when one dies, the other one follows. Because yeah. they're literally missing a part of themselves, right? Like that's all in the creating of the literally the the adventure of life and everything that comes with it. It's not because everything is sweet and rosy and you know la di da. It's there's no there's no real kind of juice there. Do you see what I'm saying? So everything we're taught is opposite of what actually works. Interesting. Mm, yeah. So we have to question really what is that we're listening to? What kind of messages that we're getting from the difference, you know, different type of channels, social media, TV, because culture, yeah, culture, culture. There could be some other agenda going on, but we have to know within ourselves what is right. And yep. if we lack knowledge, we have to seek our that knowledge to really educate ourselves and then give ourselves chance to try and build a healthy relationship, knowing how the dynamic works. And uh, again, yes, it involves risk, but again, without us trying, how would we know? <laughs> if you don't risk anything, you don't get anything, you know? Yes. Period. One of my friends slash clients, you know, is local because most of my clients are not local, but this guy is local and he watches me. This is like a couple of summers ago. He's watching me with the kids and the wife and my life. And I, I have everything. I have everything. I'm the most lucky guy. They're like, yes, I have everything. Like I, everything from what I do to whatever, where I live. And he's like, man, man, I, I, I want what you have. Mm -hmm. I go, yeah. Get get ready, dude. Right, like if like so because I want to say this, right? There's risks in everything. The love that I have for my wife, you know, that brings joy and lifts my spirit and gives me reason to do this work and help people, like because it provides for my family. Mm. But you know, <laughs> I'm looking at her car right now because through the living room window she's parked in the front. And every time I see her, I sit here, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to anybody, I see you get in the car and leave. Part of me is afraid. See, I'm, I'm choking up now. Because, mm. you know, shit happens, life happens, right? Like, my, my, the love of my life leaves me and I'm not with her. I hope I see you again. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, this, you know, there's a fear that comes with the love, right? There's a fear of the loss. There's a huge amount of, like, that's, nerve-wracking a little bit right but but the cost of my love is if they if it, it this that's the cost right 
my kids leave to go to work, same thing, right? I hope I see them again. I hope I see them tonight. Like, I'm very afraid of if anything, I'm very aware of if anything happened, how it would devastate my entire life. Mm. You know what I mean? Same with being able to pay for my house and everything else. Like, the more invested you are, the more you have to lose. But I'm yeah. telling you, if you don't risk losing, you don't get to live or love or experience, you know, abundance. Mm. I have everything and I have a lot to lose at the yeah. same time. So, you know, it's, it's much easier to play it small, to play it safe, to not get in, invested, to not fall in relationships, to not build anything. It's much easier. It's much easier for women. I'm going to say this much easier for women to build, you know, careers and to build relationships. Yeah. A career has A, B, C, D, right? You could actually see, but relationships are common. So they don't, right? So they shield themselves from men, they shield from relationships. And then, you know, by the age of 35 plus, they, they start getting really feeling lonely, miserable, overworked, burnout, unhappy. Yeah. That's not a good life, right? You have to take the risk. You have to take the risk. You have to take the risk. That's the point. I know it's scary, but there's ways to do this. Come and talk to me. I'll teach you. Like, it's not complicated. But for what it, <laughs> from the outside, you know, looking in, it looks very challenging. But again, there's a, the tidal wave, I call it the cultural tidal wave is very hard to go against. Right. And what's out there is men are dangerous and toxic and can't trust them, right? Women know, know better and girl, you go, go, go girl, boss, babe, and only know man because they're whatever, right? That's mm -hmm. not, that's not going to work. All of my clients have fallen into that trap and then realize at 35 plus that they've been sold a lemon, that they're unhappy, that money doesn't work for them, that they're working too hard, they're burning out, right? They're, the statistics again on this, like the statistics, like women are more unhappy now mm. the past 20 years than ever in the history, recorded history. Wow. More, uh, more unhappy than your mothers, your grandmothers, your great grandmothers who were supposedly slave of the patriarchy. Like, no. No, right? Like it's so this isn't working for anybody, mm -hmm. right? Women are hurt, men are lonely, and we don't know how to do this. Well, forget. So I, I say, forget if you can, it's hard to do, but you know, try to forget the culture, forget the men are toxic, forget men. what do you want? What is mm -hmm. it that you want, right? Do you want a family and kids? Well, get to work. Right, go find out how that works. Go dig in. Go clean up your stuff first, right? And go find somebody who wants the same thing, right? The idea is really compatibility. So find somebody who wants the future that you want. Men are still very traditional, mm -hmm. very traditional. Right? Men want men who are men who build their lives, build their character, build their business, build. You know, want women to share that with. They want to leave a legacy with their children. This is traditional. Men haven't changed very much. 30% of men are boys, don't want any of that. Okay, this, we just have to learn how to avoid these guys. The rest of them do what men do instinctively. So the idea there's no good man who want stupid. That's not, that's not even, that's stupid. Like, stop, right? Like, 70% yeah. of men want exactly, want to give you what you want. However, yeah. again, you have to clean up your stuff and you have to be willing to trust, willing to take a chance, willing to get your heart, you know, on the line, you know, to discover that. And but if we're, anyway, I could do this all day long, but you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's not easy. That's the point. It's that not is easy, the point. but it's possible. And for all of us, we need to ask ourselves a question of what is it that we want in life and how we see ourselves 10, 20 years from now, right? Are you see yourself lonely or you want to share that experience with somebody in your life and love somebody really? feel what love is right because sometimes you know we think like uh falling in love could be dangerous and we need to kind of like break that stigma and really allow ourselves to to experience love for what it is and see how we can blossom really in that type of life that we can create for ourselves but it's all up to you it's up to all of us to make that decision. Nobody will come and rescue you first hey. decide <laughs> and then you work on yourself and on building that relationship. Yeah. And also another point that I want to make uh, that 
once we let's say find our match right once we establish that relationship it's important to keep it like um to water it to keep it healthy all the time to appreciate what we have a lot of people forget about that they think okay i'm i'm good i have what i have but then they forget and they focus on work or something else and everything start dying easily it's interesting because there's a lot of good reason for this by the way this is the part that i teach when when women take things that men do personally and obviously the my favorite line that i hear all the time is like you know he was romantic and loving and paying attention for the first three months now that he got me he stopped doing all that Mm -hmm. right so okay i understand that completely however from a man's perspective it's different now and there's a reason for that (laughs) i mean like there's a showing you that I'm a good guy, right? I'm going to do all this stuff energetically to show you that I'm a good guy, that I'm a sensitive guy, that I'm going to have a whatever. And the same thing, uh, there's, there's four phases of building a relationship, by the way. There's like, it takes a whole year to get to know somebody. Three months is the honeymoon session, you know, the honeymoon phase. And then it's the imperfect phase, three, six months, where you get to, people find it, finally let go of the mask of I'm perfect, I'm easy, nothing bothers me. You get to know who, how quirky the person is three to six six to nine months is when you start negotiating things i don't like when you do this i don't like that this doesn't you know and it takes nine months to figure out if you kind of have a future by the way it takes nine months to figure out if it's a deal breaker it's very interesting like we're all cyclical we think we're all so it's so predictable you know what i mean but for men that first after that three months this is typical it doesn't have to be you have to understand it and then manage it it's, it's not right or wrong it's just is after three months of honeymoon phase and you know spending so much time planning and seeing each other's you know spending you know making love all night long you know what i mean and like just sleeping two hours and stumbling in your car you know with your clothes from yesterday on to go to work like that cannot last that mm-hmm. cannot last it's impossible to sustain so what happened is after three months we go back to life normal life we rebalance but it was so overcalibrated in the beginning with all the juice and the connection and the lovemaking and the right, attentions, right? But that's not, it's unsustainable, right? So people go back <laughs> and women go, look, you know, he used to make plans every two days to see me and now he's like life, right? So now it doesn't mean it's okay, but it's a way to keep that going, but it won't be what it was in the honeymoon phase. It's impossible. It's not realistic, you know, but women like want to, so again, when you understand how everything morphs, turns, manages, when it comes together differently, how it settles, you know, that a guy who put all that effort to show you his character, that he's a good guy, right, claims you, and then he has to go to work and to, to then take care of you, right? So energies go somewhere else, but for the sake of you, but it doesn't, so, you know, if you have to look at it that way, and if it goes too far, you go, babe, you know, if we could, if we could like, you know, find some time to get together, maybe once a week at least, because I'm feeling disconnected here, you know, you're my man, you're my hero, you know, but like, if you work too much, like, I feel abandoned. What, right. what? But I'm just, I'm doing it for us. I know, I know. And then again, the negotiation, right? They, I don't feel you know, how do you respectfully ask for your want, negotiate your wants and needs, both men and women, so that the thing keeps going as opposed to taking things personally, getting mad, getting frustrated, assuming his actions or her actions mean something else because we're not, we're not asking or talking about it. We get frustrated. This is how things come undone. No, mm. no, 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 no. Right? But you have to also decode, you know, what we're attached to. Like the way men do things is all based in survival, especially when he has a wife and kids, right? So his survival instinct will have him just out there pushing, leaning, right? Often women feel neglected, children feel neglected. He's always working, but it's a compulsion. You could talk about it. We could adjust it. We could dance with it, right? Women want to be connected, feel safe, you know what I mean? But men are internally motivated often there are actions look selfish, even though it's for us. Right? How do we adjust? So it's it's really it's so it's the decoding of how we operate, what we expect, what we want, what we need, and right, and kind of kind of negotiate the, you know, I, I know you're amazing, but like I feel abandoned. Oh, what I'm just I don't, but I feel abandoned. 
you know, can we adjust a little bit? Oh, should I? And then he wants to provide that for you because if you know how to approach a man respectfully, he instinctively wants to do it because instinct has this wanted to fix and provide the, 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 the repairs and be your heroes. This is all nature. But you have to know how to do it. Anyway, so, so that's the communication part of my work, right? Like, how do you negotiate all that stuff respectfully so that instead of this happening, we keep going this all the time? <laughs> I think this very important part is negotiation and understanding the reason why the person is doing that, but yep. at the same time, voicing your own needs. Respectfully, respectfully respectfully so another person understands as well and we yep. find middle ground right? that's it and like i said in and that when you approach the other respectfully instead of waving your finger in their face if you wave your finger in their face or you yell right men men and women don't respond to threats to yelling to uh you know um what's the other word to nagging like that does not nobody responds to that Right. So you can't do any of that because you're frustrated. You're going to pull them away. Right. And if you wave your finger to somebody's face, they have to defend themselves. Right. So they, they push back. And now, so now he's a jerk. See, I can't I can't talk to him. I'm trying to. That's not how you do it. It's yeah. not how you do it. But we kind of tend to do that. We react. We take it personally. We we'll react. Right. We point the finger. You put your foot down or you have a fight and it makes it worse. As opposed to, <laughs> when you do this, maybe feel like this. I'm not sure I understand. Please let me understand. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Well, you did this. When you said this, that's what happened to me. I mean, you feel like this. It was hurtful. Please help me understand. I'm telling you, approach. When you know how to do this respectfully, right? And I can say energetically neutral. You'll find out, like, you know, because, and again, both on both sides, but when we get frustrated, we bark. When we bark, it goes to hell, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea that men, and I hate this, people say, like, we don't, relationships are compromised. You have to compromise the relationship. I'm like, no, 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 no. That, I don't want to compromise anything. Relationships are about negotiation. I don't like this. How about this way? This is too much. I'm uncomfortable with this. Please don't talk to me that way. You know, it makes me feel like, you know, and if, again, just finding the the, the, the the resolution respectfully. And that way, the person who loves you as your best interest wants to provide that because you approach them respectfully as opposed to waving your finger in their face. But you have to be calm. Like I said, you know, if something happens, take a little walk, come back calm and go, you know, when that happened, again, same thing, right? When you said this, da 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 da, da. What? Well, you know, when you said this, made you feel like this, and I think you're saying that. You know, so you'll find out typically that the person, what you assume is wrong, especially with men, ladies, like 95% of everything you think he's doing and why he's doing it and do you take personally hurts your feeling is wrong. But and if, you, if you go find out <laughs> respectfully, you'll find out two things. He'll go, that's not what I was doing. That's not what I was thinking. That's not what I meant, right? You took it the wrong way because you assume we all do it, right? And often we heard your feelings because we forgot something. We said we would, we didn't, right? Uh, we didn't notice your hair. We like whatever, something that just meant something to you that we didn't, we missed, right? Because we're not focused on the same things that you are. So what's obvious to you is not obvious to us. So sometimes we'll hurt your feelings just not knowing. So will be aloof. Sometimes with so much in our heads, we, we're aloof, right? We don't see things. We don't hear things. We don't notice things, like all of that. So that'll hurt your feelings because you're the opposite. You see everything, you hear everything, you notice everything. And you think that we do. We don't. So my point, my point is when you bring it up respectfully, when this, that, you know, you'll get either a, that's not what I meant. That's not what I said. That's not, you know, that's not this is why. So you, you get an explanation or an apology. Because yeah. we we screw up all the time because we are kind of all over the place in our head. So that uh, I didn't mean to do this. I'm sorry, I forgot. But you get an apology or an explanation. And then guess what? It's done. There's no damage. There's no residual. We didn't break apart. We actually got a little more deep, tighter. Deep. That's, ah, that's not that hard. You see what I'm saying? It is so not that hard. 
Yeah, this magic is simple, but again, like it just requires our awareness of how to approach things and what to do, but everything is manageable and negotiations is the key. Absolutely. To keep uh, being in the healthy relationship and maintaining it. Yeah. I'm so glad that we met today. Thank, Thank you, you for you sharing. Your, Absolutely. Uh, I, have a, I have a gift for you listeners if you want. Of course. Okay, so I do a lot of podcasting because, again, my business is great. I'm, like I said, I'm in Los Angeles. <laughs> like, there's no need of 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 people trying needing this help, right? And like I said, anyway. But my God calling, I have a God calling. God's over there in the corner for me. I don't know why he's up there. So my God calling that I used to resent is I'm like you, and thank you for having me here because. My God calling is to actually bring hope and understanding to the masses, to change the belief that's out there, that men are toxic and dangerous. No, that the relationships are terribly difficult and, you know, go girl is better. No, like this nature wants us pair bonded. So my God <laughs> mission is to bring hope to the masses and to understand there is a way, there is hope Right, this is fixable. This is doable. It's not hopeless, and to really bring men, men and women together, again, and men, men, women, women. I, I don't care. It's about to bring relationships, healthy relationships, back to create a healthy culture. So, I do a lot of podcasting to send out this message. That sound this message, right? This, like, come on, you guys, it's for real. Like, you know, not knowing doesn't mean that it's impossible. You just don't know. They don't teach you anyway. So, thank you for helping me spread the word. Part of my God mission. So, and I, and in doing a lot of podcasting, I noticed there was two types of listeners. So I have two gifts for you listeners, depending on how they see themselves. First, people who listen to podcasts typically are looking for uh, for information. They're curious. They want some information, right? Mm -hmm. They're poking around in the world of relationship. They listen to podcasts. They read books, right? So if somebody listening, it kind of resonated with me and are looking for information, I have my gift here is my it's called the five feminine qualities high value men find absolutely irresistible 30 pages it's a workbook i sell it i sell it on my website if you listeners who want information this by the way this is me interviewing men and it's what men are saying where they value in women it's not me it's them <laughs> right five things they find irresistible fit right if you want information this is good stuff so all you have to do is go directly to my email. My email is Andre Coaching the number one at gmail.com. Andre Coaching one at gmail.com. And in a box for subject, just write irresistible book and I will send you a copy for free. Gift number one. Gift number one. Gift number two, the other listeners typically want action. Like they want to do something. They want to learn. They want to step in. So if anything that I said resonated with you and you're curious, right? Andre Coaching One at Gmail, my direct email, and then the box, subject box, write talk now. And what I'll do is I'll send you a link to my calendar where you could book an hour to talk to me. Just like you and I right now. Like you, if you want to step in a little bit and find out, you know, why you're stuck, where you're stuck, what's not working, I'll give you an hour of my time. And we'll dig into your past. I go right 10 minutes. We, I, we, I could decode what happened to you as a child, which will explain there's nothing wrong with you. This is why you're like this. That call alone is liberating, right? Like to understand there's nothing wrong with you. Because I hear this from women, especially all the time. Like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Right? I can't get a date. I can't get a second date. I get ghosted. I can't get a man to like, you know, even ask me out. I'm like, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with you. There's protection, right? You have yourself guarded. You don't feel safe. Go back to childhood. There it is. Bad mm -hmm. daddy, no daddy, right? Abandonment issues, whatever. So the moment you get, <laughs> like, seriously, <laughs> understand there's nothing wrong with you. It's just your your product of your past. <gasps> right? Because when you understand, now that we know, it's fixable. And if it's fixable, right? Then what's the dream? What's the future? What's the dream life that you want? Do you want marriage? Do you want kids? Do you want long-term relationship? Do you want just companionship? Do, what do you want? And so, and then I'll tell you what I do. There's different ways to get involved. If you want to get involved with me, there's no pressure. But so talk now. I'll do coaching one. Talk now. 
I'll send you a link and we'll have an hour conversation. And so for some people, just that call alone, whether we work together or not, is life-changing because they cannot understand there's nothing wrong with them. Like, that's liberating. So there. Yeah. That's what I'm offering. So Absolutely. Yeah. My so pleasure. I'm also going to share in the show notes as well so people can reach out and see what will bring them the most value. Yeah. And you can go on my, my website. I think you'll have all those links, projectequinox.net. I'm on TikTok. I'm on YouTube. I have uh, shorts, Instagram, all of it. So look under Project Equinox and or under my under parody. Uh, but you have all the links. So if you post them along um, and you and I will cross-pollinate. Yes. And thank you so much. It was a great conversation. Uh Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> very, very, very fun. You and know. Enjoy your day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Come join us on Wednesday, December 20th at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a free live Q&A session to get your relationship questions answered by the Relationship Dynamics and NLP coach, Andre Paradi. Just send email to internpodcast at gmail.com with a subject line Zoom to get your free Zoom invite or message me your question so you can get it answered live and listen to replay later. Can't wait to see you there. for listening to my podcast i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did follow my show and leave me a review i'd love to hear from you to check out intern store go to internpodcast.com stay tuned